Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? All right, welcome back to another edition of Bears Nation Podcast. Um, I'm going to be your host today. Jake is not here. We will miss his deep, lovely voice. (laughs) Uh, But we have the rest of the gang here. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yup, your boy Kevin Lapka back in the cut, doing well, surviving in the quarantine, living in an A. I'm just ready to talk some Bears football, man. I need some of this in my life right now. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Chris Nano here, and like Kevin said, I mean, it's a good little distraction from everything that's going on. Speaking of what, I mean, everything that's going on, I mean, how's this, how's this affecting you guys um, at your house? Like, what are, you, what are you doing in this weird quarantine time? I mean, I'm playing a lot of video games, to tell you that right now. I mean, I've been hitting the sticks. I've been grinding like crazy on that. Uh, but I, I have been getting outside. I got a little basketball hoop I've been shooting on and, you know, just trying to get out and get some exercise somehow, some way. Uh, still following the social distancing rules, but trying to not be completely confined in, in my house and you know, trying to fill my day with something other than sitting in my bed and doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I've been uh, just doing a lot of schoolwork. Um, more schoolwork than I, than I normally do, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but, you know, got to gotta get it done and, you know, just tweeting about, about the Bears and, and you know, watching watching some movies in the meantime, try to kill time, and pretty much it. Yeah, just I feel like there's there's only so much you you could do in a time like this. So give us give us some recommendations, Chris. Uh, what movies? What movies have you watched that you're, you're like, okay, you guys need to you guys need to take a second and watch this movie. Um, not a movie, but a show. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys have seen um the show Dave with uh, he, it's a rapper named Lil Dicky, and the, he's like the star. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching that. It's pretty funny. Actually. That's on Hulu, good. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yep. That's funny. I know um, you mentioned that you Tiger mentioned... King show, too. Oh, Tiger yeah, King. Okay. Yeah. I haven't checked that one out yet. Kevin, uh, you mentioned video games. What have you been playing? Uh, dude, I've been playing a lot of Madden, man. And I've been trying to get these updated rosters just to kind of test out the Bears with Nick Foles and all these added free agent pieces. But I've also been playing a little bit of Fortnite, you know. I'm a degenerate <laughs> Fortnite player. I got to admit it. Um, but keep doing the schoolwork. Keep grinding those games and, and do what we can while while we're stuck inside of our homes for another month or two, it looks like. Yeah, I was nope. talking to my neighbor who – I mean, I live in Hawaii, but I happen to live two houses down from another Bears fan, which is nuts. And I, I had my, my Bears flip-flops on, and he walked by, and he was like, hey, nice shoes, man. And then we started talking, and the weirdest thing happened. We literally had – six feet in between us as we're talking unintentionally <laughs> it's just built into our brains now like, it's, so, it's so strange like you see people talking on the side of the road and they're literally standing six feet away from, or 
uh, some yeah. kind of distance away from each other. It's super weird world we live in right now. Um, I hope it goes yeah. back to normal afterwards. Like, I hope this isn't like it's built into our brains and this is our <laughs> six feet every conversation yeah. after that. <laughs> super strange, super strange. Yeah, cool. All right, that's our, our normal lives. You just got to peek into Bears Nation podcast <laughs> host insider i don't know anyways uh, <laughs> let's uh let's dive into the show uh before before we got before we started this recording we uh kind of broke down how we wanted this show to go and we decided that there's a ton of obscure names on the bears roster that, that we, we may have forgotten about or you haven't even heard of um that could potentially make an impact on the roster and make make a spot i mean have a spot on the team and so what we're going to do is literally knock out and name uh, every person that's currently on the roster. And that sounds like it's going to take forever, but I promise we won't take up too much of your time. But uh, here we go. So we're going to start with the DBs. We've got Kentrell Bryce, Artie Burns, Dion Bush, Xavier Crawford, Stephen Denmark, Kyle Fuller, DHC, DeAndre Houston Carson, Eddie Jackson, and Michael Joseph. Oh, Jordan Lucas, Trey Robertson, Duke Shelley, Buster Screen, Kevin Tolliver. Oh, and Kevin Tolliver. There we go. <laughs> um, of those names, do, do any of those names kind of stick out to you that, that you recognize or that you're looking forward to seeing? Because, we, I mean, we know Kyle Fuller. We know Buster Screen. Um, Jordan Lucas was just added from Kansas City. Um, but some 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 of those names that do they kind of stick out to you that you could see have potential next season? Chris, you're gonna love this, my man. It's that boy Kevin Tolliver. I mean, right now, I mean, if you look at the roster, you just listed all the names. I mean, he's he's got to be the first option, right? As that CB two guy on the outside, he's got to be. Um, I mean, there's the rumors about Bears going cornerback in the second round. Um, but to be honest, I'm I'm kind of confident about Kevin Tolliver. I mean, this is a guy who I think you know, needs a little bit of work still, needs a little bit of development. But, you know, we talked about that viral video of him against Devonta Adams. I mean, this guy can play, and he knows the technique. I think it's just getting the repetitions for him, which he has not had a lot of experience in game-time action uh, in his NFL career. So um, that that's the one guy that sticks out where I'm like, okay, you know what? Although he's a guy who hasn't played a lot, we don't know a lot about him, I'm not too worried if, if we throw him in there at CB2 right off the bat. Yeah, no, I mean, hundred percent. I'm I'm in that boat as well. I, I, I would definitely understand if the Bears did go cornerback uh, with one of the second rounders, but I, I mean, I'd be more than okay with Kevin Tolliver at CB two. I think he's, you know, he's shown us he's more than capable of doing it. Um, like Kevin said, I mean, his technique is is phenomenal, um, and just you know, just getting him some more experience, I think would would benefit him greatly in the long run. So. Um, Kevin Tolliver, I, I, I'm expecting a huge year from him. Yeah, I, I feel like when these practice squad guys or these uh, low, on the lower end of the roster guys get thrown into starting positions because of injuries and stuff like that, they don't get the correct tape on them because they haven't been practicing with number ones. They haven't – they don't go into – I mean, you're supposed to be prepared at all times, right? But you really are at a disadvantage when you're just thrown on a field, you know? and yeah. um so anytime, I mean, any tape you do see on Kevin Tolliver, I'm sure, I'm sure you can find good plays and bad plays. Just like <laughs> you, you can make anybody look bad, or you can make anybody look good. Um, right. But like you guys said, he's got the intangibles. Um, who's going to be next to Eddie Jackson this yeah. this season? 
I mean, right now, I mean, you got to say it's Deion Bush, right? I mean, that that's who it's got to be right now. I mean, there's still a little bit of time left in free agency. I mean, I don't know if we're going to create enough money through a restructure of Akeem Hicks's contract and the extension of Allen Robinson to get it Tony Jefferson. Um, but to be honest, you know, same boat as Kevin. I'm a little bit more worried about Deion Bush, but I think he's a guy who's capable. And when you have a guy like Eddie Jackson next to you, you don't have to do as much. You don't have to be a Pro Bowl type player. You don't even have to be a, a top 25 safety in the league when you have Eddie Jackson next to you, a guy who's that versatile and that good and can roam uh, the field that well. So, I mean, right now, looking at who it is, it's probably going to be Deion Bush and maybe a little bit of a mix between Jordan Lucas, this new guy we got from the Chiefs. Uh, he, he appeared in 14 games with the Chiefs as a, as a reserve, uh, predominantly on special teams, but he did get some time uh, as a safety. So, right now, I think we say Deion Bush, um, and, you know, it is what it is. It's not how I clean Dix, but I don't think you're too upset about that one either. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm definitely worried about the other safety spot. I think this definitely needs to be addressed um, in the draft. I would prefer them to go safety with one of the second rounders if it were up to me. Um, I just don't really? feel comfortable with Deion Bush at all. I, I just I, – I think he's – I'll go as far as saying that he's a liability. Um, oh. I, I, I was going to really say that. I mean, in the playoff game, didn't he give up a touchdown? Like a, a big touchdown? That's the biggest chunk that we've seen from him. And, and you know, I know it was a big moment. Um, you know, he was filling in and whatnot. But, um, you know, I just – I'm just – just haven't been impressed with Deion Bush. But, I mean, if I were to guess right now who would be starting next to Eddie Jackson, probably be him by default. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing about that was – well, first, he wasn't – he was playing in that game because Eddie Jackson was out and yeah. he didn't do well in that game. But again, I mean, that was him paired with Adrian Amos, but I mean, we saw him get some time last year. Um, and when he was in there with Eddie Jackson, he was actually pretty decent. I, mean, I remember us saying, and I remember us watching saying, okay, you know, Dion Bush is making some nice plays. I mean, I think he's a good tackler. I think, I think we know yes. that he's a great tackler. Yeah. And, yeah. and like I said, when you're paired next to Eddie Jackson, you don't have to be a superstar. I mean, I think that's why you guys mentioned that, playoff game and the reason why I'm kind of taking that with a grain of salt is because Eddie Jackson was not playing in that game so maybe that has something to do with it um it's still not good I'm not saying he gets a free pass because he let up that deep touchdown or that deep play but um I think any I mean you don't we can't have a bad player there but a guy who is serviceable I think next to Eddie Jackson can can be just fine for what we need in the secondary especially with how good of a pass rush that we have yeah fair enough uh, just a little scenario that I uh, saw on Twitter, and I'm sorry if this steps on – and that wouldn't step on toes. It just makes you cry. There we go. Um, if we would have taken Jamal Adams instead of Mitchell Trubisky trading up and picking up Jamal Adams, mm -hmm. could you imagine oh. Jamal Adams and Eddie Jackson on the same team? Like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't think we would have taken Eddie Jackson if we would have exactly. had Jamal Adams. But that would yeah. can you imagine anybody having those two safeties on no. the same team? That would be crazy. Oh, my God. Jesus. Would, I mean, those, those are, those would are all, yeah. the two top safeties in the league. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean – um, so I think we can move on from the DBs. Actually, do you guys re recognize the name Michael Joseph? I don't know why that's, yep. that's sticking out to me. Why, why is that sticking out? Uh, he was an undrafted free agent, I want to say last year yeah. or the year before that. Um, and we just, we thought he was going to be a guy who would play his way into, you know, a backup maybe. And he hasn't really done, 
much. We haven't heard too much about him. So, gotcha. yeah. And then another name that I've heard over and over again is Trey Robertson coming from uh, the Canadian yep. Football League. Uh, have you guys, do you guys know any more information on that on him? I mean, a lot of people are saying that he could rival Kevin Tolliver at CB2. Um, a lot of people like how, how fast he is. Um, his footwork's pretty good. Um, and he, I mean, he, he, he dominated in the Canadian football league. Uh, I would say he was a, he was a pretty shut down corner, but you know, this is a different league than the Canadian football league. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. And then the newly added Artie Burns, uh, he's a first round draft pick for the Steelers. Um, are we down on him? Or are you guys, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Kevin, guys got I'll, I'll speed. He's got speed, and that's all he's got, in my opinion. I mean, this guy, he's, he's going to take a lot of work, and he, he has not shown great things. Apparently, Ryan Pace loves to just bring former first-rounders on and hope that they're going to be good. Um, I don't have high hopes for Artie Burns. I think he's more of a special teams filler type guy, in my opinion. Um, and, it, yeah, not a lot of high hopes, but, hey, you never know. Maybe he, he does well in training camp and then things work out. But from what we can tell right now, He's got a lot of speed, and his guys are going to need a lot of work coming into training camp. Yeah. Um, little fun fact, I absolutely loved Artie Burns coming out of college. I was so high on Artie Burns, and he just came in and fell flat on his face. Um, and, you know, it's I'm hoping he can return to the player that I think he can be, but I just do not have high hopes for Artie Burns at all. Fair enough. S straight from – Chris and Kevin's mouth. There we go. <laughs> Artie Burns is screwed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's getting cut uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Chicago Bears, the, their active roster list on, for our defensive ends, uh, Roy Robertson-Harris and Brent Urban. Um, mm -hmm. He just got brought back about a week ago. What a uh, yeah. big Brent Urban. What do you, what do you, where are you guys at with them? I'm, I'm, I like Roy Robertson Harris. I always have since he's been on the team. Yep. Um, but is there is there anything going on with him with his con contract wise? Well, he just got tendered. Yeah, yeah, he just got tendered. And here's the thing about Roy Robertson Harris. I mean, this is a guy, in my opinion, who did not see the field enough last year. I mean, you had Nicholas Williams up front, so I mean, it was kind of an interchange. I mean, that guy played great last year, and he's with the Detroit Lions now. But that guy was racking up sacks. Was one of the better DLs uh, for our team, but. I think Roy Robinson Harris is an unbelievable athlete. I mean, I just, this guy is a freak of nature. And I think we say that every time we bring his name up. I mean, he is an absolute force and he's a hell of a run defender. I think if he gets his uh, pass defense a little or his pass rush better a little bit and, and get to the quarterback a little bit more than, I mean, he does enough, but he's a stout run defender. And I think he's a guy who once he gets more time, you'll really he'll really start to show his true colors and you'll see that okay this guy is an absolute force and just really wasn't given much of an opportunity in the past yeah 100% um i i like Roy Robertson Harris a lot and i also like Brent Urban a lot as a as a backup um you know a guy who will get some um some snaps in there but you know i i'm i'm very confident in both of those guys i'm really you know i'm really happy with with going forward with those two guys um Give you an idea. You, you mentioned their size, Kevin. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris is 6'5, 292. We've seen him on the field. He's a big guy. Brent Urban is 6'7, 300 pounds. That is a humongous <laughs> human a big being. Big man. <laughs> he is a bear. Uh, he is a bear. <laughs> fun, 
let's uh, let's move on to defensive tackles. Um, I, I think I mean you can include those guys in there too. Um, Abdullah yeah. Anderson, Akeem Hicks, Bilal Nichols. Oh, and that's it. And then uh, we'll, we'll hit nose tackles later. Uh, that's why you didn't hear Eddie Goldman's name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there we go. Bilal Nichols, Akeem Hicks, and Abdullah Anderson. Uh, we know we know what we've got in those in Bilal Nichols. Run guy. He stops the run like a champ. Um, not necessarily up to his uh, potential, though, right? Because, I mean, he, he's coming out of – because he was a Gator, right? Uh, is that him? Who, who was it, sorry? So. Bilal Nichols? I think so. uh, No. He went to – Oh, uh, Delaware. Delaware. Delaware, so, correct. Right who is the Gator? What? I know you're thinking of some D-tackle who is a Gator. John Bullard. Bowler, yes. Okay, sorry, Bilal. You, you get no the first. Never mind. Bowler's <laughs> the guy that just underwhelmed. It wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Akeem Hicks, like we all know, what we get, what we get out of him when he's on the Love field. That, the guy man. is an absolute just. I, no words. Uh, no words. Just insane. Um, but Abdullah Anderson, he came on the scene last year. I don't mm-hmm. remember much about him though. Do you guys have any insight? Yeah, he was just yeah. a more uh, backup player, uh, rotational guy. Filled in nicely yeah. sometimes and made a few plays, but he he won't. I don't think he'll see an increased role. I think he'll keep his spot there as kind of the filler guy up can front. You, can you guys redeem Bilal Nichols for me? Because I, uh, I I kind of put him down on accident, confusing him with Bullard. Hype him up, Chris. Hype him up. Yeah, I mean. Look, I think I really do like Bilal Nichols. Like all jokes aside, I think he's a very good player. I think he can be productive. Um, a little bit of a of a down year last year, but um, you know you can say that about just about anybody on the defense. So um, you know I think he'll return to form this year, and and I think he'll be a productive player once again. I mean, Bilal Nichols was a fifth round pick, so I mean it's yeah. not like we were going to expect this guy to come out and be a superstar. And you know, in his first year, he came out at three sacks, five tackles for loss. Uh, and then, you know, you mentioned the numbers down a little bit last year. But, uh, I mean, still, this is a late-round pick guy who probably is going to need a little work regardless. So, I have trust in the fact that he's going to put in the work in the offseason and hopefully still be a good rotational player. Are you guys comfortable with our, our um, D-line? I mean, we haven't got yeah. yes. um, Eddie Goldman. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, and so, next is kicker. <laughs> I say kicker because we only have one on the <laughs> – on the on the roster and that's something super interesting because last offseason Chris you mentioned this on Twitter last offseason um it was all we talked about that was our only hole basically like that's all we talked about apparently apparently that was our only hole well I mean we've come to find out that we had a lot more but uh Eddie Eddie Pinheiro no no talk of competition no talk of bringing anybody on he's the guy apparently are you guys comfortable with that Kevin you know what like I, I was critical of Eddie Pinheiro last year because, you know, we were, we, sometimes we would give him a free pass, you know, oh, well, you know, he, he's been fine and it's the offense's fault and, and all of this. And we were putting the blame on other people. And, you know, Eddie Pinheiro missed a few kicks that, you know, maybe could have, I don't know if you could say cost us the playoffs, but, you know, that game against the Chargers, if he makes that kick, you know, 
who knows how the rest of the season goes. But you know, regardless, I I I think Eddie Pinero is a good, an okay kicker. I wouldn't. I, I don't think we can declare him good yet. But I'm not too worried about him. I mean, the fact that you haven't heard much about it should also tell you that people feel the same way. That they're not worried about him. That there's a lot of people inside the organization that aren't worried about him, and they have trust in him. And that's what you need with a kicker. If you don't have the utmost trust in the kicker, and the kicker doesn't have the utmost trust in himself, then he's not going to go anywhere. So I think all you, the worst possible thing you could do in this situation is bring in another kicker, in my opinion, because then his confidence would go down. He'd get, you know, a little bit more pressure and, you know, you could say pressure is good, but in this situation, I mean, that, you know, he's already dealt with that in the last training camp. He's, you know, he's passed the pressure test. You don't need another one. I think that's the worst possible thing you can do. I think Eddie Pinero has to be your guy. You have to put all your, you know, chips behind him and, and hope it pans out. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't really think there's another option right now. Um, I look, I, Eddie Pinheiro, I'm just kind of on the fence about. I, I just, I mean, th- this year's I think is going to tell us all we need to know about Eddie Pinheiro. Um, last year was just very, just, I would say a roller coaster. Um, I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, but yeah, he, I'm, I guess I'm okay with Eddie Pinheiro. He wouldn't be my preferred guy, but I. I guess you could do worse. Fair enough. Well, I guess we can move on from that. Um, the next the next group, I wonder if there's people missing on here because the next group is linebackers, and it lists mm-hmm. both outside and inside, inside linebackers together. Um, so we can kind of talk about both of those. But I don't see Isaiah Irving on here, which is hmm. – But anyways, um, Isaiah Irving, he's not on, on the list. But uh, is, he, is he a free agent? We just haven't signed him yet, or do you – you guys know anything about that? Um, why am I why am I forgetting? I I I I don't know. I've heard a few people talk about him, so I don't know why he wouldn't be on. Here. I thought we I thought we brought him. That's back. what I thought too. I thought we brought him back. Maybe it's not like the full thing today. Like maybe it's not officially like signed in yet. Maybe that's yeah. yeah you're that's right. Awesome. You're right. So they brought him back to a one year deal about a week ago. Um, but it's not official because yeah. It hasn't language been officially, you know, gotcha. transacted okay. or whatever. All yeah. right. Oh, well, let's let's hit the list. So we've got Devonte Bond, which I've never heard of. I have yeah. no idea who that is. <laughs> we've got Iggy, because I'm not even going to try to say his last name. We got oh. Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, James Vodders. Remember that name? Josh Woods, and that's it. And then Isaiah Irving, who is not Robert on. Quinn. Did you say Robert Quinn? He's not on the list either. Robert yeah, well, he, he yeah. should be, yeah. Yeah, so that must be what it is. The, the language hasn't been um, – Yo, I know it was really weird. So I was scrolling through Twitter today, and Brian Erlacher was on some radio show, and he, he actually came out and said he did not like the Robert Quinn signing at all. Uh, he said that, you know, the defense is the most sure thing you have. Why would you add more to it and spend money on it is what he said. And I want to know what you guys kind of think about that. I mean, obviously people take this guy's opinion very seriously, being one of the better – Bears players of all time um what do you make of those comments um, I agree 100% like I I I it's the offense that needs help not the defense even if if we kept exactly what we had last year let's just say we had that and then we had the offense play a little better Leonard Floyd would have been fine I would have been fine with Leonard Floyd's play the only reason we have to up Leonard Floyd's play is because the offense isn't able to keep up with the play of the defense. And so 
I agree wholeheartedly. I'd rather, I'd, I would have rather of um, them go after Derek Carr, a bigger contract um, quarterback, and save that money for for offense as a, or go and get an O line guy. Like, I, I don't know. I I think the offense exactly what he said. The offense was higher priority than than defense. But I don't know, Chris. You got uh, a different opinion. Yeah, I I I don't know. I think. The lack of pressure uh, on the QB from Leonard Floyd, I think, was was hurting us in the long run. I, I truly love the Robert Quinn signing. I, it's, it's my probably my favorite signing uh, that the Bears have made so far. Well, there's not um, much competition. That's why. True, that is true. But <laughs> I mean, hey, we we signed. A, I mean, we traded for a quarterback, which is a pretty big deal. So I guess you could loop that in there and Jimmy Graham, I guess. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the Robert Quinn signing. I think him, Akeem Hicks, and Khalil Mack are just going to wreak havoc. I, I, I really do like it. I, one thing is guaranteed from Robert Quinn, he's going to get to the quarterback, and that's yeah. it's just that simple. Here's, here's why that transaction was made. When you're a team in any sport, you build around your star player, don't you? You build around the best player on your team, you build around the face of the franchise. Right now, Khalil Mack is the face of the franchise, and that guy was unhappy for all of 2019. I mean, the guy was probably screaming every day he got back to his house because he's getting triple teamed, quadruple teamed, and he's still getting past three guys, but he still can't get pressure on the quarterback because there's nobody on the other side. So that's, that's to me is, you know, you build around your star player, you do whatever you can to help your star player. So the Bears said, you know what, we're going to do that. We're going to go get Robert Quinn and we're going to build around Khalil Mack. We're going to help him out. And then, you know, I, I mean, the thing is too, like, I think all along the Bears had the idea that they were going to get a guy like Nick Foles, okay? I, I mean, that's that's at the end of the day, I think that was their idea all along. I don't really believe they were seriously considering Teddy Bridgewater. They were clearly weren't seriously considering Cam Newton. Obviously, we had no rumors that they were seriously getting a Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers. So if you take out that element, then they don't really need a lot of money to spend on, on other offensive pieces. I mean, the only other guys we talked about were an offensive guard, which I think you can still get if you restructure those contracts and then maybe a wide receiver who probably wouldn't cost that much anyway. So I don't even think that the financial part of it is that much of a detriment right now. Yeah, fair enough. Well, the, the ideology of the statement is correct though, meaning that you should, you know, dedicate more to the offense, but it, cause I mean that, or the ideology that the offense is really what needs more work. I mean, that is plain and clear. We've been saying that. For, I mean, everybody knows that, but I just – I don't know. I, I think I, you build around your star player and you do what you can to help the face of the franchise or else he's going to get unhappy and then he's going to request a trade, and then where are you at? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. As soon as you brought up the star player example, I, I, I didn't even think about that. So as soon as you brought that up, I agree. But I, I also know when teams focus on O-line – good things happen. I mean, if you look at the Cowboys when they had all their first round of O-line and then yeah. even the Colts, they focused all their yeah. energy and time on their O-line. And I mean, they, they made Jacoby Brissett look good. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not great. And they, they made, and I mean, poor Andrew Luck, he finally got a good O-line and then he, he retired. Like, I mean, I guess not poor Andrew Luck. It was a choice on, that he made, but um. I just think – I think O-line should definitely be priority, and I don't understand why – I mean, we did address it, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, well, I don't know. let me ask you this. Because where we're at. 
I want to ask you this about the O-line in general. I mean, when you, when you look at our roster at O-line, you look at the personnel we have, I mean, you know, the only spot that I think needs replacing is offensive guard. I mean, we, we know James Annis is capable. We know Cody Wagner is capable. Hell, I'll say Leno is capable. I mean, the guy was a pro bowler a year ago. I think he's capable. When you look at one position that you're going to replace, I mean, to me, it's just, it's, it's just offensive guard. I mean, Bobby Massey, you know, a liability you could say. Um, but I think you don't have to overhaul the offensive line. I mean, that that's where I'm at. You don't have to get rid of every single guy and try to restructure this whole thing. I think with, you know, Juan, or uh, the offensive line coach, it's Castillo, Juan Castillo. Castillo um, and you get an offensive guard, maybe through the draft, or if this, this Kalichia's Mealy guy that people are talking about who really wants to come to the Bears, and he's expressed that through Twitter. I, don't, I think if you get that, it's kind of a plug-in fix. I don't, I don't think you have to overhaul this O-line, but I want to know what you guys think because it seems like there's a lot of people who think that this whole O-line is crap and we have to retool every part of it in order to have success. Yeah, I, I think we definitely need a guard. That goes without saying. Yeah. Um, but, like, if we could replace Bobby Massey, I think I would be happy with that. Um, I think he's, I think he's, I don't want to call him a liability because, I mean, he was, he was solid, I would say in 2018. Um, you know, he got the job done. Yeah. Um, but it just, you know, I, I feel like a lot of Bears fans are all over the spectrum when it comes to Bobby Massey. Like some believe that he can get us by and some believe he's kind of a liability. And I guess I'm kind of somewhere in between that. Um, so if we could replace him, I would be okay with it. If it doesn't happen, I, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, so, yeah, I mean, no, I, I get your point, and I, I definitely agree. I don't think there needs to be an overhaul um, at this time and point. Well, here, let, let me just go ahead and, since we're on the topic, we'll, we'll name our O-line guys that are on the yeah. roster as of right now. Um, All righty. Who's who's the guy uh, that we just signed? He's not on the he's not on the roster right now. He's not officially. Jermaine Fetty. What is Efedi, it? Yeah. Efedi. There we go. So just keep his name in mind. So we got Alex Bars, Dino Boyd or Dino Boyd. Not sure. Uh, Rashad Coward, James Daniels, Charles Leno Jr., Corey Levin or Corey Levine, Levin I think. Uh, Bobby Bobby Massey, Sam Mustafer and Cody Whitehair. Those are our guys on, on our squad right now. Um, Cody, Cody Levin's interesting. I don't, that guy I don't know who that is. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know who that is. He, has ex- uh, he was with uh, Denver last year. He started with Chicago, and then he oh, – I think I remember that. His we, name sounds familiar, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Do some research on that guy. But he's, he's, he's with the Tennessee Titans for two years. I remember this happening. I just don't remember anything about him. <laughs> yeah, um, neither do I. I. I just can't – we didn't trade for him. I think the, the Broncos let him go, and he was a free agent, and we needed to fill a hole or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're definitely – we need – we're missing depth. It's not like the rest of our positions. Like, this isn't the 90-man roster, and we've got – quite a little we don't have very much depth at, the, at that position so we definitely yeah yeah there um well let me say we we're just talking about Bobby Massey right I mean I honestly think Jermaine Fetty could be the starting offensive tackle on the right side 
get day one or week one. I, I really do. I mean, Jermaine Fetty's doesn't. Uh, he's not a great. He's not great. Okay, this is another first round pick. Um, but you had he he did make improvements to his game last year, and you know from what I've been reading and from what I've been watching, uh, you know he was one of the reasons that the Seahawks had such a great running game. Uh, the past few years, and he would, and there are people who are saying he really improved his game, and that he's showing more promise than he did in his first year uh, in the league. So, I mean, you know, again, we're talking about Bobby Massey versus Jermaine Fetty. I don't know if either one of them has a far edge over the other. I mean, honestly, uh, I think if Fetty puts in the work, he could certainly take that spot. Um, and then the one name that also I don't know why it wasn't on there either was Alex Bars. And you know, there's a lot of people. I don't know if you said it. Did you yeah. say it? Yeah. Uh, I must have said. So Alex Bars, I mean, you know, who knows about I mean, the, people love this guy, right? I mean, people are so high on Alex Bars. I don't think you can be comfortable saying he's, oh, he's right guard and we're done with it. I, I think we have to kind of slow the roll on that. But, you know, th- I think there is a little bit of depth there when you talk about Bars, uh, Ifedi or Massey, whoever's going to be the backup. And then uh, that Levine, I don't even Levine guy, whatever. Levine, I don't know. <laughs> Levin, I think. I think it's Levin. Levin. If I see the the spelling of it, maybe I'll know who it is. It's L E V I N. Corey Levin. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, Chris. What, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I know you have some thoughts about Efedi. Yeah. See, like, I think he's not a very good tackle, but I mean, I think he's okay as a as a guard. Uh, oh, especially. okay especially yeah that's the thing like I feel like he could play both positions but he's not like super good at either he's just yeah. you know what I mean it's kind of like the depth is there I guess he he could probably get you by um but that's the thing like I don't know if he's if he was signed to to maybe compete for the starting guard position or if he was you know brought in to be a backup for Bobby Massey or even Charles Leno um I, I think we'll get a clear picture of that uh, maybe you know around draft time Interesting. Cool. Uh, we we kind of went right over the linebackers, so I'm gonna go back go back to the linebackers really quick. So oh, again, yeah, Devontae <laughs> Bond, Joel Iggy, uh, Khalil Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, James Fodders, Josh Woods. Um, are we are we happy with the James Fodders, Roquan Smith, and Danny Trevathan, or do we want to fill in some more depth in there? Um, well, Fodders is an outside, isn't he? No, he's or an inside. He- is he okay? I mean, I as far you know, as I know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I I don't remember. I thought he was an outside, but it, someone clarified. Um, you know, I I mean, you got Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith, and you know, if one of them gets injured, then you know you're kind of screwed, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, there's not going to be any other guys that inside who are going to be getting a lot of time. I mean, Josh Woods is a developing player. We'll see where he goes. Um, and you know probably would snag one to be honest in the later rounds of the draft I would assume um and we'll see what happens with that but you know right now you got the one-two punch advantage rate and real Quan Smith so I'm not you know exactly worried about who the inside the third inside linebacker is going to be because they won't get as much time on the field um so in general I mean when you think of the starters and then you can be a little bit more worried about the death but when you think of the starters I mean you're hitting a home run with the guys yeah. that you currently have yeah yeah I also think we forgot Barkevius Mingo. Yeah, we did. Um, He's the other guy whose transaction didn't go through. Yeah, so, um, you know, I don't don't hate where we're at, uh, but I definitely think we could add to it. And and like Kevin said, I would 
kind of prefer a younger guy, maybe, um, you know, in the later rounds of, of the draft, I think would be really good. But um, just hoping Danny Trevath and Roquan Smith stay healthy. If that happens, I really don't think we have to worry about the linebackers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, our next position group, probably the most uh, important guy on the field. Long snapper, Patrick Scales. Oh, do, do, do he did get some, brought back. <laughs> do we need some depth him. there? Or how are we feeling with Patrick? <laughs> I love Patrick Scales. This guy is an all-time player. He's currently one of the best players on the roster. He's etching himself into the Hall of Fame as we speak. We need yep. to build around this guy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys remember that video? Um, it, was during this, it was during last season where they were going over all the Madden overalls, and he was there standing next to, like, Eddie Jackson yes. and Robinson and some other guys. And they told him uh, – they told Pat Scales his overall was, like, 40-something. And then Eddie Jackson just started shaking his head. He's like, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that, was, that. That stuff was – Hilarious. Someone put respect to my boy Patrick Scales' name, please. <laughs> please. This guy deserves it. Um, oh, man. Not to make light of someone's um, handicap, but apparently a blind guy plays long long snapper mm-hmm. in, um, in college. Do you, yeah, at USC. I forget his name. He, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Incredible story. Unbelievable. I forgot um, him. Yeah. I forgot his name. I should know Jake's, that. I think a, it's Jake something or something like that. So, yeah. Or, um, when, you, when you play that position, you're not looked at very highly. If, uh, <laughs> but anyway, next, 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 next position group <laughs> is oh, uh, nose tackle uh, Eddie Goldman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're we're good with him, right? We're all happy. Oh Mark yeah, stopper. Um, yep, the beast. Um, uh, next next position group listed is punter Pat O'Donnell. I've I've heard mixed reports on him. Like people love him and then people hate him. Like I don't. Man is a roller coaster. I mean, he had a terrible, not terrible. He wasn't very great in 2018, but hey, the man had a hell of a 2019. I mean, that dude was booming these punts, man. So I think I mean he's he's not a top five punter and he's not a bottom 15 punter. He's right in the middle, and and then it is what it is. It's the punter, man. You're not, you know. You know, whatever. <laughs> you kind of hope, yeah. hope. Yeah, I mean, these guys fluctuate, man. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's so hard to stay consistent at, at you know as a punter. It's like, I mean, think about how many like opportunities you get. Like, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A punter is only out there if your offense is sucking. This is you. <laughs> so, I mean, if he's not out there, it's probably a good sign. Um, <laughs> next position group quarterback oh man so we got tyler bray nick Foles, and mitch trubisky um we talk about the quarterback position a ton um last season and even the few episodes we've done in in this off season <sighs> where you at josh i mean you weren't on our last episode so i want to know where you're at i think Nick Foles is a leader. I think Nick Foles has done miraculous things. I think Nick Foles is capable of being awesome. I mean, before his injury, 
he was putting up some numbers in Jacksonville and then he got hurt and then he came back and he looked terrible, but he may have rushed his, yeah, may have rushed coming back before he was completely hundred percent healthy to not lose that job. And, um, I mean, it, it resulted in him being traded away and losing the job, but, um, that may have worked out for us because we do get, I mean, a fourth round pick is low, but I mean, if, imagine if he would have, lit it up imagine if you'd have done well like Nick Foles is sitting at in Jacksonville still like nobody's yeah so I mean let's say a healthy Nick Foles is better can we can we agree that a Super Bowl Nick Foles is better than Mitch Trubisky well I mean a Super Bowl Nick Foles well that's the whole conversation two years two years removed from that it's not even that far away like yeah but that no that's the whole point though is like this guy is unbelievable in the playoffs every time he gets enters the playoffs I mean he's just he's unbelievable but he he doesn't do it in the regular season And, and we have the evidence I mean this isn't even a question like this isn't even up for debate we have the evidence we have the statistics and we have the tape that this guy can't do it over 16 games but the moment he hits the playoffs he becomes Jesus and he starts you know walking on water all over the I mean this so I mean that that's that's why I'm a little bit that's why I have the idea that Mitchell Trubisky is going to start and and what you said in the beginning too is you know this guy's a leader and I I, I might I'm going to be either completely wrong I'm going to look like an idiot I'm going to be spot on and I'm going to be taking clips of these and posting them everywhere because I have this true belief that he was brought in to be a leader and brought in to be a mentor because I don't think he's a full 16 game quarterback and you know come at me but I mean what have we seen to believe that yeah. Yeah. I, uh, go ahead, Chris. I, I've had this, I've been thinking about this since our last episode. What if the Bears used Mitch Trubisky as like a Taysom Hill type player? Mm, like, no way. You don't think so? No. I mean, I, look, I'm not saying it'll happen, but I was just wondering because, I mean, we know Mitch Trubisky, one thing he brings to the table is he's super athletic. Um, He can, you know, he can use his feet really well. Um, And, you know, if he doesn't win the job and if he is the backup, I wouldn't be opposed to using him that way. Just, um, you know, maybe even get him involved, you know. Um, But obviously that only happens if Nick Foles is the starter. And I know that's there's still a debate with that. So um, just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts with that, yeah. Um, so I, I made a mistake. He, he, he barely started last year. He, he got hurt in the first game. I didn't know that. Um, but in, in the five in the eight attempts that he threw, he completed five of them. He threw a touchdown and he had a quarterback rating of 132.8. Jesus. Wow. There we go. He's, wow. he's the man. He's the man. No, I don't know. He's all, like I said, he's only a year removed from winning a playoff game. He's only two years removed from winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, technically three, but I mean, two seasons ago, three seasons ago, whatever it is. Um, I think, I think the potential's there, uh, but at the very least, at the very, very least, he's a mentor for Mitch Trubisky. And that's what you're saying, Kevin. Like, I, I agree with that. So is he the starter week one? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I do want to play a clip uh, from the WGN Radio Sports Central pod. It's not a podcast. It's just on. It's from the radio. Um, mm-hmm. But Adam, is it Johns? Yep. Yeah. Okay, Adam Johns. He he does an interview with Ben Broniker, and he talks about Mitch Trubisky. And it oh, was I love so, it. 
it was so endearing. I really, I just loved what Ben had to say. So we're just gonna, we're gonna hear it real fast. Ben, uh, I'm sure you've got a sense of how passionate Chicagoans are about the Bears. It's uh, about 365 days a year you can talk Bears and, and people will listen and have a conversation with you. Um, obviously, the quarterback position, basically forever with this organization, has been a uh, it's been a, a hot topic for Bears fans. The one thing I'll say about Mitch, and I'm not going to get into his play here with you, but it, it I haven't I've never gotten the sense that he's lost the locker room or there was any sort of Anything negative between Mitch and his teammates? From your perspective, you're with him every day during the season. What, what can you say about Mitch off the field that maybe we don't see? Um, I can't say anything bad about the guy. I love him. I think he's a great guy. Um, hang out with him all the time. He's a good friend. So, Ben, you grew up, by the way. And, and that's it. He's just a great friend. And I don't know. Everybody, it seems like everybody really likes the guy, but is that enough? I, I, it's not a, like. Well, that is important. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that to me is huge. I mean, if you lose the locker room, that's when everything starts falling apart. And you need to have, and the, the thing about Mitch is he's, I think, you know, he said he's a friend, right? But he's not yet a leader. And, and that's where I think Nick Folson come in. He can make him a leader because he's a great guy. And, you know, Brent Broniger said, you know, they'll hang out all the time. They'll maybe go get a steak at Chicago Cut Steakhouse every weekend. But, you know, is he a leader of men? And, and I think he's shown that he can be. But as, you know, a full guy who says he's going to take over the locker room and going to, you know, tell somebody that they're wrong when they're wrong and, and you know, just be that guy, I don't think he's quite there yet, it, just personality-wise. And, I mean, God, I don't even – I don't – I'm not in the locker room, but that's just from what I can tell. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but from what I can tell, like he, he's almost there, but he's not 100% like that leader, that Tom Brady, that guy who's like, I control locker room and I'm going to tell you when you're wrong and, and a leader of men. And, and I think he can be that guy. I 100% believe that just needs a little bit of mentoring. And, and that is why Nick Foles is here. Yep. I think, uh, I think that lack of leadership in a way, if you want to call it that, I think it's a little bit due to confidence as well. Um, oh, of course. I, I, I think, you know, I just don't think Mitch believes Mitch can do it. I, I yeah. really, mm -hmm. truly think that that's always been a problem. And, yeah. um, well, you, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it's the, the, in the locker room, you know, like, why do you think they have to make these steps? Why do you think he has to step away from social media? I think he, he does have insecurities that aren't talked about. And these yeah. guys are human too. And I, I think the, like these affect people in their everyday lives. Like if you, if you have insecurities at all, it's going to hinder you. I don't care how good you are at your job. If you have insecurities, it's going to be in the back of your mind always. Yeah. Um, and, but I do think it speaks wonders that Mitch Trubisky has had the play that he has. Yeah. Um, and people still like him. He hasn't lost the locker room. And so whether that be because coach Nagy's good at, convincing everybody it's not his fault or <laughs> or the players um, see something in him and they know that he's capable of it and in which case if that's true if that's true and we let Trubisky go and he becomes a star somewhere else we're gonna hate ourselves so much like could you imagine like if he goes to the Patriots and they picked him up and then he became I wouldn't be surprised yeah, it wouldn't. It, that honestly would not surprise me. Just knowing the Bears' luck uh, over the years <laughs> yeah. is not at all surprising. Yeah. You know, um, I was 
Tariq Cohen was streaming. I know you don't like that he streams uh, video games, Josh, but he was streaming. And, and it was he, while he was on air, there was report, he got the reports about Teddy Bridgewater uh, and the talks. And the first thing he said was, nope, not going to be Teddy, going to be Mitch. And that was at a time where Teddy Bridgewater would come in and be the starter immediately, yeah. without question. Um, so, I mean, that again tells me why I don't believe Nick Foles is going to be the starter. But that just goes – I mean, this is – countless guys have said this about Mitch. It's in. It was funny. I was watching. Uh, you know, so they made NFL Game Pass free. I don't know if you guys know that, but yeah. NFL Game Pass is free. Yeah. So I was in a car ride um, to Ohio, and I was just watching games. And I was watching that playoff game against the Eagles. He threw a touchdown with nine minutes left. Allen Robinson didn't make a single expression on his face. Was straight faced the whole time. And I was like, that is the Mitch we need. The Mitch who's not taking shit from anybody. The Mitch who's hard nosed. The Mitch who's in the the most pressure moment of his life is just completely still and completely straight faced and says, you know, I'm, 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 we're just playing football here. And that's all that's going on. And that is the Mitch that we need all 16 games. And we didn't see that Mitch at all last year. We saw that Mitch a few times in 2018 and those few times when he did great things, but that's the Mitch we need. And when that Mitch is there, I don't think you, I, I think you get a good player. I mean, that's, I, I'm going to get berated by this, but that is my opinion. <laughs> I, 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 um, we've said it before and uh, I've kind of sided with you, Kevin, is I think, I think Mitch has it somewhere in there. I think he's got it. It's just, can he be consistent? And that's, that's Chris's argument. Um, let's move on to the next position group running back. We've got Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, Ryan Nall. Those are our three guys right now. I would love to add another guy. Um, honestly, I would have loved um, probably, to have another guy too. Uh, he's not on the board anymore, but probably, uh, <laughs> probably <laughs> later, <I'm out>. later, <laughs> probably <laughs> later on in the draft. But um, you know, I would definitely not be opposed to adding another guy in there just to freshen up the blood a little bit. Here's the guy they're gonna add, Lashawn McCoy. It makes too wow. much sense. I mean, this, I mean, you talk about a cheap guy who, to me, has talent, who knows Matt Nagy, who knows that offense. Throw LaShawn McCoy in there, and I'm ecstatic about the backfield. Yeah. What do we think? Yeah, That's, yeah. I like it's it, actually. So, <laughs> it's so funny you bring that up because um, I saw him uh, – you know those, like, NFL pages that kind of regurgitate, like, all the news that's going on? Um, yeah. It was one of those pages, and they were listing off like the all the available free agents that uh, that were left at that time. And Lashawn McCoy was on there, and I was thinking about it. I was like, "Man, I was like, that would actually make some sense." Like, I, I <laughs> swear to you. So it's really funny you bring that up. But yeah, I would not be opposed to that at all. He would definitely come cheap. Um, you know, he, yeah, I think he brings that leadership that um, you know that that kind of mentor leadership mm-hmm. that could help Tariq and David Montgomery out, and even Ryan Nall, honestly. Well, just um, so. Think about yeah. um, McCoy's game, Shady McCoy. He's shifty. I mean, what is yeah. David Montgomery known for? Shifty. Yeah. Like, he is yeah. – he yeah. tackles like crazy. Like, he is – he's the king of that um, in, in college. I mean, he was the king of that in college. And, I mean, and last year he kind of proved it too, like being able yeah. to um, just make people miss. Uh, Tariq Cohen, where are we at with him? Do you guys have an opinion? I think Tariq Cohen 
is a great player who doesn't is misutilized. I mean, that's my opinion about it. I mean, you know, he, he has a lot of things to fix in his personal game. I mean, sometimes the guy just needs to find the sticks and run up the middle, right? I mean, he, he likes to bounce outside, and, you know, that's what these guys do. I mean, Devin Hester did that all the time, and, you know, we don't ever talk about that because he's Devin Hester and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But when you're a running back like that, it's more crucial for you to, you know, find the right holes and get to the sticks and, and run up the middle. But I, I do think he was not used enough last year, in my opinion. I mean, 2018, he had an unbelievable, not unbelievable, he had a great year. I mean, he was getting receptions. He wasn't, you know, getting as many opportunities last year. And I don't know why, but I mean, we, we know how talented this guy is. I mean, it's yeah. hard to tackle him. It's hard to, it's, I mean, this guy can make you miss and he's a threat at any second. And he just needs to get the ball more. It needs to be used in the right situations. And I think you get that 2018 Tariq Cohen back. Um, I, I like Tariq Cohen. Uh, I think he can be very good. Um, I think he is very good. My only problem with him is just he's very limited as a player. I, I just – I mean, there's not yeah. much he brings to the table other than being shifty, being quick, you know. Um, and – Look, I, I don't think Tariq Cohen comes back after his contract is over. I truly don't believe that. I truly don't believe they bring Tariq Cohen back. Um, because wow. of David Montgomery, you're eventually going to have to pay him as well, um, unless you let him walk too. But, um, you know, with this whole don't pay running backs thing that, that's been, you know, trending lately, I, I just don't see them bringing him back. So I was kind of – I wanted to ask you guys, what would you guys think about trading Tariq Cohen? Right now? Yeah. Um, if you could get um, – see, like, I want to throw out a scenario just to kind of – You can't do it now. I mean, see, I think I think you could do it if you get a third guy. But right now, they're still they're still wrong with the idea that they're going with the one-two punch between uh, yeah. uh, Montgomery and Tariq. Sure, if they get a LaShawn McCoy or they draft, like, somehow get a Jonathan Taylor or a J.K. Dobbins if they fall, I mean, yeah, maybe you could trade Tariq Cohen. But right now, where it sits as we record this podcast – that's that one-two punch, but I you could probably get I you would probably get a fourth rounder I think out of three. Yeah, I I was say, thinking even maybe third because of his yeah age. maybe even third. I don't yeah. know. That's 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 way that's a little high. I mean, we just got a fourth for a quarterback. Like, yeah. To be honest, now that yeah, Sorry, like I, as soon as I said that, I kind of realized like third rack probably pushing it. Yeah, it's for fourth. sure. Yeah, yeah, fourth, maybe even fifth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like you said, I, don't, I think teams kind of realized his, his value is very limited in the sense. I mean, yeah. if we, if we used him like a, like a Tyree kill, like, like if we, we used him like that, like sh- throw him down the field, like make him run as fast as he can. And that's the other thing is Tariq Cohen fast or is he just quick? Oh, he's because fast. Different. Oh, he's definitely fast. Yeah. Okay. He's fast. Definitely fast. So he has, he has breakaway speed. He can get, he can get away from people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. oh yeah. I, I I actually think he's fat. He's faster than he is quicker, honestly. Okay. Um, you know, in terms of breakaway speed, yeah. I don't know why I said Tariq Cohen's not a receiver. I don't know why I said that was boneheaded. He he's more of a receiver to me than a running back. And I think you're right. Maybe he. I mean, we've seen this guy line up when we go five wide, right? I mean, we've seen yeah. this guy line up at the slide. I mean, and he's done things. I mean, he's actually made plays downfield before. Like 20, 30, 40. I think he even had like a 50 yard play downfield. Uh, I forget what game it was, but he had a 50 yard play downfield. I remember it happening. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it all comes down to him being used correctly. And I don't think Nagy was using him correctly last year, which could say something or it could just be, you know, 
It is what it is. I mean, I don't Which know. is weird because when he when he was brought on, he talked about Tariq Cohen so much, like how much yeah. he yeah. loved Tariq Cohen and like he's going to use him in all kinds of gadget ways. And man, last year was such a anomaly. I hope like it was so weird the run right. game and everything. Like it really was. Like that. I feel like that's really the best way to describe it. Like it just. It was just weird, like so many weird, odd things, like storylines and just, I don't know, man. It, it was, I, I, like you said, I really just hope it was like a flash in the pan type thing and, you know, um, they, they can get back to, to their regular ways. Because the two Naggies were completely different. But here, let's, let's move on. Uh, Ryan Nall, you want to I, – I, I'd, I'd be okay with going back to a fullback set and putting him in, in the fullback position, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, let's go move on to tight ends. <laughs> about to name a ton of people yeah. because we have 27 tight ends. <laughs> we got Ben Broniker, Trey Burton, Darian Clark, who I kind of like, uh, Jimmy Graham, Demetrius Harris, JP Holt, who I kind of like, Jesper Horstead, <laughs> Dax Raymond, Eric Saubert, Adam Shaheed, and then that's it. Oh, my God. Well, the first <laughs> thing you got to do is name name who you think the four tight ends are going to be in week one. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I, I assume they keep four. Do you think they keep five? No way, right? No. That's mm, no, no way. No, Impossible. No. Impossible. But, but this is the thing. Like, I feel like three of them are already locked in. I, I truly believe Who's that. I mean, I feel like – Trey Burton and Jamie Graham. Yep. And I think – I mean, they, they signed Demetrius Harris. I think he's yes, a great he's blocker. Locked. Um, I, I see like Holtz. Do you guys do you guys think he's a lock, Demetrius Harris? Yeah, because like I, I mean, I feel like they went out of their way almost to, to bring him in, and like I don't know. I mean, unless unless he looks terrible in camp or something, like I think he has his spot. Um, yes. You think JP Holtz? I think he's the number four. I don't see any other guy. I mean that yeah, because you get your receiving tight end out of Jimmy Graham. You don't get a blocking yeah. tight end out of him. He's a receiving tight end solely. So you got two receivers and Trey Bird and Jimmy Graham. You got two blockers and J.P. Holtz and Demetrius Harris. I yeah, don't think you're that worried with, with, with that. Yeah, that's fair. So is is Broniker out then? Um, I mean, I mean he's had I, his time here and his time to like kind of prove himself as a guy. He's made a few plays, right? I mean, he had a play last year. I think he caught like two or three touchdowns, but he's never shown – I don't think he's ever shown enough to keep himself on here for this like yeah. third or fourth year. I mean, it appears he's been on the roster. I don't know. Yeah, three, yeah. Three I, actually, I actually like the four that, that Kevin uh, mentioned. Burton, Jimmy Graham, Demetrius Harris, J.P. Holtz. I, I, I'm, I'm more than okay with that. There's not enough tape on him because he's a basketball guy, but I like this Darian Clark guy teaming up with Jimmy Graham in the offseason if, if that ever happens just because – um, Darian Clark is a previous basketball guy. Jimmy Graham's a previous basketball guy, and there's there's a lot of nuances that go into the 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 switch between basketball and tight end. I mean, football that um, Jimmy Graham could help out with. Um, yeah, but I like the four you guys gave too um, better than Darian Clark because Darian Clark's has that unknown factor that you don't know about. But yeah. this is a big tight end group so we've got 670 gram 265 he's a big guy 265 demetrius harris 6'7, 230 and then trey burton actually he's short 6'2, 238 and then jp holtz is actually short too he's 6'3, 255 
I think I think another everybody's been so down on the Jimmy Graham and I am too just because of the contract. The contract was ridiculous. I can't believe how much we're paying him. But um one, he was with the Packers. The Packers don't use their tight ends. That's just a known fact. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers just doesn't throw to yeah. tight ends. Um, but the other thing, uh, we haven't really had a other than Allen Robinson a a uh, red zone threat like somebody who's just big that yeah. you can just, like just jump as high as you can and catch this ball. And yeah. Jimmy Graham's that guy. Like, when, who's the last guy that we've had that could do that? Like legitimately, like I mean, like tight end wise, tight end wise, or even uh, I mean, I mean, why Alshon? Who could? Yeah, just, it, that that that's who I was gonna say. I was gonna say Alshon. I mean, I don't, I can't think of anyone else. But was Alshon Jeffrey even someone who could just go up and? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's Alshon's game. Yeah, but yeah. like, I mean, Jimmy Graham's a bigger body. I mean, that's that's. Jimmy Graham's game and I think Josh you make an absolutely great point there and that's something that not enough people are talking about our red zone production last year was terrible it was brutal I mean we and then yeah you can talk about the deficiencies of Mitch and you know if you just let him say you know Mitch you know all you got to do here man is throw a fade to the right side and let Jimmy Graham do it do the rest I mean you take a lot of ease off the quarterback I think that's a great point Josh I think that's one of the yeah that is I didn't think about that much either honestly yeah and Great Adam point. Shaheen was supposed to be that guy. He's 6'6", 257, but he's been – Oh, God. Okay, oh next position God. group. I don't even, I don't even <laughs> want to talk, I don't even want to talk about him. Yeah. Uh-oh. Every time – listen, listen. Every time every time you bring up Adam Shaheen, I just, like – I just envision, like, a scissor. Like, just, you know, just cut him. <laughs> just please cut him. Yeah. Please cut him. Yeah. Um, so, next position group, wide receiver. There's some names on here I've never heard of, so this will be interesting. we got Reggie Davis. Thomas Ives, and then we got Anthony Miller, Cordero Patterson, Riley Ridley, Allen Robinson, Alex Wesley, never heard of that guy, and then Javon Wims. Um, Anthony Miller is our is our in-between guy that we can't – that he can't decide if he wants to be good or not, but I can say I saw a tweet. I retweeted it so I could reference it. Hold on just a second. Uh, actually, you guys go ahead and talk about that group while I pull this up. Chris, uh, I just want to I just want to talk to you about this because I mean right now you're our draft expert, voice crack, very draft expert I'd say. Uh, I have this growing belief each and every day that the Bears are going to draft a wide receiver. I mean I, I I truly believe with one of those second rounders, it's going to go wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I honestly I don't know what it is, but last couple of days like I've had that switch as well. Like damn, like they're really going wide receiver, and I don't know why either. Like. I don't know if it's just – I know Bears Twitter has been talking about it a lot, so I don't know if it's maybe that. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly have that growing belief too. Um, and I think we would benefit greatly from it. Okay, so the the tweet that I'm referencing, um, it, it was it's an Anthony Miller thread. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, it's by this guy named Brandon Robinson. I'd never heard of him. But he said, uh, during weeks 11 to 15, he had 33 catches, 431 yards, and two touchdowns. If you average those games over a 16-game season, it's 105 catches, 1,379 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, Production-wise, he he came and showed up at the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing with our team – is our offense? I won't. I won't put it on our team. Is the whole 
consistency can you show me that you can continue to do it and that's that's the problem with our with our offense um and it has been uh so anthony miller great player i just wish he could put it all together these other names though i'd never uh, heard of reggie davis fill me in yeah i don't know why that name sounds so familiar thomas Um, Thomas Ives Thomas on the Ives. squad last year. He got some tips. Yeah, he was on the squad last year. He's a pretty big dude. Um, okay, 6'4", 6'4", And uh, if you guys could confirm for me, is is Alex Wesley 6'5", or taller? No, he's 6'190". Okay, never mind. Thomas that. Ives, though, that's, that guy's 6'4", 218. So maybe that's yeah, no, I, I knew that, yeah. I, I just – I don't know why I thought Wesley was some other guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think um, – I really like our. I really like that group. I really do. I think uh, another receiver would would complete it, um, and that's just where I'm at with that. I I I really like our group actually. Like, I look at these names, and I'm just like, man, if they could just put it together, we have a solid team here. I mean, Alex, I mean, Allen Robinson, uh, and Javon Wims and Riley Ridley alone, like those guys, like have all the potential in the world. Like those guys are solid wide receivers. It's just putting it together. Um, yeah. Well, here, well, here's the problem, Josh. I mean, you, you said it yourself. You said, you know, Bears fans are sick and tired of guys who are inconsistent, man. They're sick and tired of guys who show flashes. I mean, for Christ's sake, we said Adam Shaheen had flashes and we had high hopes for them. I mean, at some point we got to say, look, we, you know, it, it's why do we like Allen Robinson so much? Cause he's consistent. He mm-hmm. does it, man. He does it over a 16 game period. Why are we so questionable? Anthony Miller. I mean, you said it, Josh, he hasn't done over a 16 game period. So that's, that's what worries me a little bit too, is like, I mean, you know, we have promised for Javon Wims and we have promised for Riley Ridley, but you know, we're sick and tired of, of, of just like wishing and hoping that a guy is going to be great. And that's what I'm a little bit worried about with this wide receiver group is sure. You know, me as you know, same with everybody, you know, yeah. High hopes for Riley Ridley and Javon Wims, but you know, do we know? No, I mean, there's a great possibility we come out and Javon Wims, you know, only gets us 200 yards or Riley Ridley only gets us 300. And then it's, you know, uh, you know, what are these guys now? And, you know, I think, and and that's why it's like, you know, we just talked about the draft and what is adding another wide receiver do to that? So um, it, it's an interesting take, but the, the one thing you do have is promise. And then it's just the question where they can pan out, but you know, we're, we're sick and tired of guys having promise, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Um, one thing that I will not and cannot understand, even with Devin Hester, why guys like Cordero Patterson, seven years experience in the league, cannot run a route. I don't understand. Like the guy, if you could just put the ball in his hands, yeah. if we could somehow con- yeah. convert him to a full-time wide receiver, like he's a, he's a monster. He's a beast. I would love to just give the ball and put it in his hands and let him have it every single time. What's, what's, what is with – like, what is the, the block after seven years in the NFL that you cannot run a, a route good enough to be a starter? I don't get it. I don't Well, understand. the crazy thing is this guy was an unbelievable wide receiver in college. I mean, he came into yeah. the draft as a wide – like, it's not like the dude came into the draft as a Kirker Turner. He had those abilities, but he came into the draft. People expected him to be a great wide receiver. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand why – To be honest, <laughs> you know what it is? He's probably just dedicated more of his time to kick returning and less of his time to being wide receiver. What Honestly, does I mean, that mean? I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like, just no. look at the playbook and run the, the – the, That's the, fair, yeah. Wow. But, like, I mean, the NFL is a different breed, man. And, that's you know, true. You I don't draft. know. Maybe I just don't know, and that's okay. I'm, I'm ignorant, I guess. 
No, I mean, I think it's more so – I, I kind of agree with Kevin. I think, um, you know, the, the teams just started using him more as, like, a gadget player. So, you just kind of like, you know, screw this. Like, you know, I might as well just focus on the stuff I'm already good at. Because don't forget, Cordero Patterson, like, to kind of, you know, just piggyback off what Josh is saying. Like, this guy was a first-round pick. Yeah. Okay. He was a first-round pick and got he was drafted to be a receiver, like Kevin said. So, um, you know, it is pretty funny. Like, I, I, I kind of don't get it either. Like, but, Kevin Hester um, is a superstar, but you, yeah. you put him in a wide receiver and everybody's like, whoa, whoa, why is that guy in? Like, well, to be, fair, to, to be fair, Devin Hester came into the league as a corner. So, um, okay, he okay. played, he played, yeah, he was a corner at Miami. So, um, he, he, he gets a little bit of a pass, but Cordero Patterson, not really. But I will say Cordero Patterson, just keep doing what you're doing and score us touchdowns. And yeah, yeah no, this doing. isn't like a bash Cordero Patterson. I'm just confused. I just don't understand. Yeah. I'm Fair also enough. confused why he's not getting more uh, options at running back. I mean, this yeah. Bill Belichick used him as a running back. I mean, that man is so big and fast and you got to stop him. What yeah. up the middle? Are you kidding me? I mean, he should he should, in my opinion, be getting a lot more reps at running back. Um, and also off the screen game. I and mean, we saw him do some great things off the screen game last year. More screens and more uh more runs for Cordero Paris, and I'm all for it. So David Montgomery's two ten, two twenty two. And I mean, mm-hmm. me personally, I mean I am not I'm not big, so I wouldn't want to be in front of that if he's running at me, right? <laughs> but well, Cordero has. Patterson is six two, two hundred and thirty eight pounds. Like Dude. There's no Gee. way. I, I I don't know. Even as a lineman, you don't want to get in the way of that. Like no, no. For a guy who is that fast, I yeah. mean that's exactly. the thing. I mean he is just a fast guy, and he's for a yeah. guy that big. I mean it's it's almost unheard of to be that fast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's all the position groups. Um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to share or kind of go with this? Um, Kevin Tolliver for CB two. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Start yeah, putting the signs uh, up. I'm I'm spreading that agenda, so I'm I'm trying to get as many Bears fans on board as possible. Hey, are we are we going to the playoffs with this new playoff structure? Um, uh, well, I mean, we're in the hunt. I'll tell you that right now. We're in the yeah. <laughs> every in the team hunt. is in the hunt right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's like I have my opinions about the playoff structure. I don't think it's a good idea, but as a fan, I mean, you can't be upset about it. You got a better chance your team goes to the playoffs. As a fan, I'm. I love it. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. As a as a football guy, you know, I think it's a, not as great of an idea because you give mediocre teams the benefit. But you know, as a fan, if my team goes eight and eight, they have a shot to make the playoffs. What am I complaining about? <laughs> I think like, I think they're just trying to help Browns fans out. Finally, yeah. try to get them into the playoffs. Like get them in so they can boost the ratings. <laughs> yeah, at least no. say the words in the hunt for the Browns. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I I don't I don't absolutely hate it. My the 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 main thing that bothers me is just losing that, that buy for that second seed. Like, I I feel like that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, can you imagine two teams are both, you know, 13 and three and, you know, like, come on, come on. There's only so much you could do at that point. It's like, can you, can you uh, try to explain what, what the league decided just so um, anybody who's listening doesn't, uh, can understand what happened? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a seven, seven team, uh, playoff in each conference um, and now the second seed in each conference loses that by week um, the advantage that you know I feel like is absolutely deserved um, yes. if you're the second seed and uh, now they have to play 
a game against the seven seed, I believe, right? The yep. seven seed, two, two play seven, yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's so unfair. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't like that. I kind of like it because if you look at, at every team that um, usually they're at a disadvantage after they do the bye. I, like they come back and they lose. I mean, the, that happens to the Patriots. That happened to the Giants. Remember the Odell Beckham boat trip or whatever? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, oh, man. Yeah, but at the same, same time, thing. they did, that that was off a of playoff buy, right? Or no? I yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I think like, they they lost to Green Bay, right? I think it was that year. Uh, I'm pretty I sure remember. I don't know if it was a playoff buy or just they went before the playoff game. I think they went before the playoff game. I think they were like the four seed. Honestly, I might be wrong though. Like, hey, really? what I'm making is that buy is usually a detriment. Like they're they no, but like not, Josh, game the, ready. The, the Super Bowl teams of the last five years have all been either the one or two seed. We haven't seen anybody but a one or two seed in the Super Bowl, and I think the last four years. Am I am I right? I think I'm. I think that I know it's at least three years, but that sounds about right. Is, yeah, is valuable. I mean, you're right. There are teams that struggle with the whole. Oh, you didn't play football for a week, and that's a real thing. But I mean, Chris. I mean, Chris is right. You go thirteen and three, and you have a hell of a season. And like, let's say the difference between you not being the one seed or the two seed is, you know, your division record. <laughs> like something crazy happens at the end of the season. Like something like Seahawks Forty ers last year. You remember yeah. that where it's like the one yard, and like that's your difference between like not getting a bot. Like it's just to me crazy. And yeah, I, I, I don't like know the difference. But you're right, Josh. That just is a real thing. <laughs> Oh god! The double doink oh, keeping us from the. the Come on, man! Come on. Wait, sorry, you didn't even sorry, bring I, it up. My ears. I edited this out because I don't even want to talk about it. I was my ears. You can't <laughs> just casually just say that. Like, you know? <laughs> I a- saw a thing. It was like coronavirus uh, can't kill you because yeah. I died on this day, and it was the picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is truth. Yeah. It is true. One more thing, too. I, I think this is kind of funny news. Um, the NFL also decided they're going to broadcast uh, the wild card games on Nickelodeon um, with broadcasts tailored to a younger audience. So you're going to have kids who are like, you know, they watch the SpongeBob, and it's like, following SpongeBob is the NFC wild card game between the Eagles. <laughs> like, this, like, what? Like, like what are you talking Like, I just want to watch, like, Nickelodeon. Like, That's Nickelodeon, such a huge, man. like, such a huge, like, jump in, like, like seriousness. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wonder wow, if that's, that's gonna funny. change like Super Bowl commercials too. Oh, probably, mm. probably. <laughs> you get like a Webkins uh, ad for like, <laughs> like <laughs> leap, leapfrog, leapfrog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead uh, of Budweiser, funny. it's gonna be <laughs> uh, ads. That's funny. Tinker toys. Or Anyways, all right. Well, you've been listening to Bears Nation podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you know, as always, bear down, Bears fans. We're signing out. Bear down. Peace out. All right, guys. See you.